Once again, we are knee-deep in postseason football here at State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Alongside Bob Stan, Bazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Thank you so much for joining us. And, Bob, let's start, as we always do, with the game that you broadcast, because, frankly, you had one of the bigger upsets in the state on uh, on Friday night. Well, a lot of people call it a huge upset. Yeah. I call it a great Wabash County rivalry game right. or a slobber knocker. But uh, Norfield came through. They ran the football. They ran the football. And, oh, by the way, they ran the football. And Southwood just could not catch the football. That's their game is that long, quick hitter. They dropped a lot of open passes, and that was their demise, losing 14-6. Uh, to six. Well, let's go back because they played, what, in week number four? Is that yes. about right? And and then literally Northfield gave them a game that night yes. and has not lost since that one, correct? That is correct. Northfield lost that game 20-6, to six, and believe it or not, the next day, excuse me, on that Sunday, a fullback, their starting fullback, came to the coach and said, Coach, you need to put me on the line. They have not lost since. And that's the true story. They have not lost since. They made a fullback change. They put the fullback at guard. They put the other uh, running back in at fullback. They have not lost since. Seven in a row. Knowing how good Southwood has been these last years, semi-state a couple of years ago, and then again with a new cast of characters undefeated until this game, to be able to get that rivalry win for Northfield, what does that mean to those in the north half in the county? Uh, pride is is just that I'm not sure they put their uh, shirts on after the game because their chests were pumped out so big. But one thing we forget about uh, with Southwood, uh, they have great numbers in regards to uh, uh, intermingling of classes from senior class to junior class to sophomore class. They all play. Uh, freshman class plays. So when the graduation comes, it's not such a transition for these new kids coming along. They're ready to be, go because why? They've been tested. So down to two undefeated teams left in 1A, and they're the top two teams from a rating standpoint and, frankly, from kind of an expectation standpoint. The Starfires of South Adams and the Saints of Lutheran. They would not see each other until a state final. And even though they're the favorites, it is going to be a tough path to get there for both those teams. We'll talk about more over the next couple of weeks. So that's from 1A. Now let's go to 6A. Lawrence, uh, again, uh, North Central and Warren Central. This is a regional game last year. Warren had won 31 consecutive games against North Central. It is now 32. 17-10 was the final score. North Central fumbled on the second play of the game. 29-yard touchdown drive for Warren Central would be their only offensive touchdown of the contest. They would score a field goal in the next drive. 10-0. Only other points in that game for Warren Central came on a reverse on the opening kickoff of the second half Randy Wells goes 91 yards to make it 17-0. Late in the second quarter, Kevin O'Shea at North Central puts in a backup quarterback in Zade Vestal who had not played all season. He led that team to moving the football. They just couldn't find the end zone until the very end. North Central scored twice in the final four minutes. If they recover a second onside kick after recovering a first, maybe they have a last look in the final minute and a half. That onside kick went for not North Central, who won a share of the mick for the first time in program history. Uh, their season comes to an end at six and four. Warren Central moves on at seven and three. Warren Central wins that game with less than two hundred yards of total offense. So, great defensive and special teams effort. Offense needs to be better, but um, in six A this year and every year, but especially this year, it is truly survive and advance. Warren Central advances on. Ben, you brought up about the you know being part of the mick, but who didn't? 
become part of the Mick Championship this year. Right. If you're a member, you had a 50-50 shot of, of uh, claiming a title in football this year. Now, in 6A, Warren North Central was one of three matchups featuring ranked teams. Let's go to the other two. Let's go to the backyard brawl of the group. After losing 7-3 during the regular season, Brownsburg gets their revenge. They knock off undefeated number one Avon, 27-24. Boy, my thoughts, wow. Uh, Brownsburg be able to say, is this the game we are looking been looking for all year to get right. back for the rematch? And they got back on top of it, come up with a three-point win this time. But th- does this surprise you that they were able to come back like this? Greg? No. I think I think if they literally played a best-of-seven series, it'd be 4-3. Wow. I mean, it, 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 it's these two. And Avon was the number one team because they hadn't lost against the Central Indiana schedule. It was acknowledged they were good. It wasn't thought that they were so good that no one was going to, to get them. Um, it is going to be this year in 6A. It is, it is going to If you have a bad night, can you find a way to win? Because there's so little margin for error, probably 1 through 15 out of the 32 teams in 6A, that's how close it's going to be. So a bit of a surprise when number one goes down the first night, but given whom they're playing, no, it wasn't a mm-hmm. surprise at all. Well, that's interesting. I, I want to get your take on that. I've yep. been looking forward to it. The other team, the other matchup that had two top five teams, Merrillville beat Lafayette Jeff 27-20. And unfortunately, injury played a factor into this when Maximus Grimes got hurt, the star quarterback of Lafayette Jeff. And I, I don't want to take anything away from Merrillville. That's a great win for the Pirates. They're a really good football team. They're now 9-1. and one, But there will always be a bit of what if on that game because of that injury. When you look at that also up Marvel, uh, somebody had posted a picture that, hey, we got snow here. Right. And you also look at the mental factor of that because we haven't played in snow as good turf just like they have at uh, Lafayette. But like I said last week, Marvel will hit you and play some defense. Well, Lafayette, Jeff, for the last two years, they had to run through Carmel. And, and uh, there, there was joy when they were told, hey, you're going to be driving north this year. Great. And then you see how good Marvel turns into like, ah, it's not going to be exactly an yeah. easy path. You know, real estate as far as where that game was played, maybe it makes a difference. If it's at, if it's at uh, uh, Schumann Stadium at Lafayette, Jeff, maybe we're having a different conversation. Uh, but Jeff goes home. The Pirates move on. One other game in 6A I wanted to point out just because I think it would also qualify as an upset. Fishers with Rick Wimmer, one of the better teams in the HCC, Westfield thumped them 42-14 to on Friday night. Does that jump out at you? Yes, that jumps out at me. And, and again, if Westfield wins by four – a little bit less. Westfield won by four touchdowns. That catches my attention. Jake Gilbert's team, you know, is making that transition. They were the 5A state champs a few years ago. They've largely played a 6A schedule for a while, but still kind of growing into a a 6A program. The fact that they put up 42 points, that's not typically been their MO. That catches my attention. They get Carmel coming up this week. In 5A, New Pal beat Whiteland 35-7. The score is deceptive. That was a 14-7 game in the fourth quarter. Is that a wear-down game where New Powell just warmed down and Whiteland had to do so much so early? Did they get wore down? To, to a certain degree, yes. But again, Whiteland plays a better schedule than New Powell does. You know, New Powell, maybe you can look at this and say they're not playing a close game all year. If I remember right, the score against Center Grove was 28-9 in week number two. So this one wasn't a running clock game. Just the second time that has happened for New Powell all season. But just the way that sectional draw played out, because they will play Franklin coming up this week, that won't be an easy game either. New Powell will be the favorite. I expect mm-hmm. them to move on. But Franklin will give them a test in that game, which, frankly, for Kyle Ralph's team, I think is a very good thing. Going to skip over the rest of 5A and 4A. Going to go straight to 3A. And I think 
You know, we're seeing this, that beating a team the second time around is awfully difficult. Westfield Fishers, Brownsburg-Avon, go back to Cass and West Lafayette at the end of the regular season because they played twice during the regular season. Heritage Hills thumped Gibson Southern in the regular season. Heritage Hills had to come from behind to beat them 21-20 in the sectional game on Friday night. Sometimes you look at this, Greg, and I know you do. Uh, you play early in the season, you get a big win, as you right. just said, and you're looking ahead a little bit. You still got to play this football game. You got to come out and execute. And the other team, hey, we have nothing to lose right now. We've got to come out. We have an opportunity. In 3A, everybody has circled when do Chatard and West Lafayette play each other? <laughs> What's going to happen? It's going to happen this Friday night at Chatard. But there were many other good teams in that sectional. Garen Catholic kind of slipped a little bit later in the season. Maybe got worn down by playing teams that are bigger than them, like a Ron Colley, like a Columbus North. Tom Dilley's team brought their A game and nearly knocked off Westside on Friday. Uh, again, Red Devils won that one 34-31. That game might have been closer than some expected. That's a lot of points on the type of night we just came through on, a, on the team likes to throw the ball too in West Lafayette uh, over Garen Catholic. But Garen gave them a lot of credit for sticking their nose in there. They were not going to back down. Right, again, played a great schedule. West Lafayette plays a solid 2A, 3A schedule. Garen's schedule, I'd say, probably rates a little bit better. And again, West Lafayette will have their work cut out for them against Chittard. One of the 3A game I want to point out, Lawrenceburg dropped Charlestown 49-18. And again, we asked the question last week, you just beat the target in your conference <laughs> yeah. every year in Brownstown. How can you back it up? Sadly for the Pirates, the answer was not well. And Lawrenceburg has now rattled off. 10 consecutive victories. I'm thinking back, and trust me, it took a lot for me to think back, but you talked about Lawrenceburg and their schedule yep. and how they kind of progressed, and now they're right where they want to be. Exactly, and Lawrenceburg will play a very familiar foe in Greensburg uh, for a uh, conference uh, for a, sorry, not for a conference championship, for a sectional championship team they beat early in the season because they are conference foes. In 2A, Mike Gable's team at Evansville Modern Day is really good. Because Linton Stockton's a good team, and Modern Day beat them 44-20. Well, people up north, and we've talked about Modern Day already, and it's just that word, Modern Day. And that's what should, you expect should, should out of them. Should follow when you say Modern Day? Yeah, pretty, they, they, they had like a best year. of five series. He's, he's, You're he's right. He said guy. no. <laughs> right. But you get the point. That's uh, the I just tease you, but yeah. In the Fort Wayne area yes, is what you think yes. about. But Modern Day is good playing, again, a largely 4A schedule. Modern Day is a good team. Heritage Christian beat a solid Eastern Hancock team. 28 to 6. That's a program a decade ago under Ron Qualls where it were were you know around the state championship picture kind of took a dip. Now with Kyle Ray, the Eagles are back in the mix in 2A as well. Tough bracket they're going to have to sure. get through. And that's going to be interesting how this plays out the rest of the way. We've referenced the fact there's only two undefeated teams left in 1A. There's one in 2A, Boone Grove, blanked by Andre in 27 nothing and this is the part where I point out Andrean played in 3A the last few years. They dropped a 2A on enrollment. Nobody's talking about the 50-59ers. Could be a deep run for, again, a usual tournament power. Let's not forget Eastern coming in there. They are 11-0. That would be the one undefeated team left. That is going to be a dandy come this week. I I know we kind of jump around a little bit, but this is going to be an interesting matchup coming up this week, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Josh Andrews in the comments undefeated. They're last of the Mohicans in 2A at 11-0. Quickly in 1A, Lutheran beat Covenant Christian 28-15. That game may be a bit closer than expected. That was a Saturday night game because Lutheran, their boys' soccer team, played in the state championship on Friday night. South Adams ends Monroe 
Central season, 28-6. to Other game I wanted to get to, just because, again, there's three or four really good teams mm-hmm. in the Wabash River Athletic Conference. That's the case every year. Park Heritage down to Attica, 44-26. to Again, some of the better matchups in 1A over the course of the week. We are now down to sectional championship Friday night. 96 teams are left playing football in the state of Indiana and already chills going down the spine of Bob Stambazzi because he's seen the forecast for Friday night. Get your park, uh, get your popcorn and your park is ready for Friday night sectional championship games. We'll tell you the top ones in the state of Indiana after this short timeout as you're watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point right here presented by Lawrence Technological University. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University, alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Thank you, Chris Landis and Mitch Early behind the scenes, and thanks to our friends at the ISC Sports Network, where we film this program every week. This show debuts on the various social media channels of State Champs Indiana, Wednesdays at 5 o'clock Eastern Time, and look for replays on Thursdays and Fridays on the ISC Sports Network as well. 48 championship games, they all have a storyline. We're going to have time to talk about all of them. We're trying to pick a, uh, the best couple from each class. Let's go for the Fort Wayne Big School Championship. Let's start with this one first in 6A. Carroll and Homestead. Carroll knocked off Snyder last week. And Homestead um, got uh, the fear of something put into him by Noblesville last week, a game that frankly should not have been that close. Who wins the Fort Wayne title, if you will, on Friday night? Well, I would say Homestead probably will come up, and, and but you got to look. This is a rematch of earlier when Homestead got Carroll. These are two schools that don't like each other, truly. Carroll wants to be Homestead, and Homestead doesn't want anybody to be them. So it's going to be an interesting matchup, but I think Good has to have a better night throwing the football than what he this week, did this week, 24 uh, for 44. And people in Fort Wayne are saying, no, that's the Suburban Championship they're playing <laughs> for. Don't, don't well, lump us in. All in the sack. All in the conference yeah. now, exactly, but yeah. there's still some uh, territorial oh, you're, about the you're city correct. lines up there in, in <laughs> Allen County. Uh, other game in 6A I want to point out is Southport and Ben Davis. Southport 7-3. and three. They've got some really talented offensive players. I just don't know if they got the athletes to hang with Ben Davis. Again, from a record standpoint, good matchup. Giants to me the favorite in this one. Well, I listened to you uh, last week talk about Ben Davis and the week before talk about Ben Davis really starting to catch their stride. I will say this. I think Ben Davis's best is the best of the mixed schools. It's just the question is, are you going to get their best every Friday night? That's a great I think question. they've got the highest ceiling. I worry about their floor. And it, you know, Do you get the floor on one Friday instead of the ceiling? I don't worry about it this week. In 5A, Mishawaka Elkhart Central, great local rivalry. But again, there's the drama of Memorial already is out. If Elk, once Elkhart Central loses... Now football going forward in that town will be one unified Elkhart High School. When you think about it, they had to come from behind to beat Concord last a week. Really good team. Yes, they are. And so this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, they are not far from each other when you really look at the school's differentials. But this is going to be a great matchup between the Cavemen and the Blazers. Decatur Central and Cathedral. Um, <laughs> but because we have circled 
Cathedral New Pal for weeks, and because of how good Cathedral has been this year, everybody's talked about that regional mm-hmm. matchup. Folks, D.C. beat Cathedral in the sectional last year. Decatur Central is one of the best football players in the state in Kenny Tracy. He has been phenomenal the last two weeks for D.C. I, I know that Cathedral isn't overlooking Decatur Central. Everybody else in the state, that's a really good game on Friday night. I know we talk a lot about the Purdy boys, but this game, to me, you got to talk about the Hogs. I think everything has to be controlled up front in this ballgame if you want to win it. And that is where Cathedral has an advantage. Decatur Central's not overly big. Their offensive line, for the most part, goes 230 and under, but they're quick, and they're big on the quick-hitting play. It may not be sustained drives for Decatur Central. Mm -hmm. If they can produce enough big plays to hang with a solid offense from Cathedral, expect that to be a really good game. Lots of quality contests in 4A. Again, let's go with Northeast Indiana. 10-1 Leo, 11-0 East Noble. This is going to be a great high school football game. East Noble has really played outstanding all year long. Uh, The Knights have handled everybody. And here comes Leo now with just one loss. And these big hogs up front they've got, I talk about a lot, the fact they are very physical and they're big. It's going to be interesting to see how they are able to control the quickness that East Noble is going to have. It's been a really good run the last three or four years for both Mississippi and Marion and seemingly have rotated around each other. Here they are playing for a sectional championship Friday night. Mississippi continues to grow in size of enrollment up there and you look, uh, oh by the way, they're both in Grant County. Right. So these two teams don't like each other either. And uh, Marion going to come in with their speed. You heard me talk about Miss Cinewall in the past about their strength and their size. That is going to be interesting to see if they can wear down the Giants in 48 minutes. If they cannot, Marion comes away big. East Central and Mooresville, they have been, I think that would have been a, a semi-state matchup last year. Uh, both of them kind of got knocked off in the regional round before they could get there. Now they play for a sectional championship Long drive for East Central. Again, Mooresville's played a tougher schedule. East Central really impressive week one against Silver Creek. Allowed a few points to Greenwood, which is a common opponent because of Mooresville being in the same league. It's a really interesting match from the southwest side of Indianapolis on Friday night. The question is the drive. You alluded to it. It takes some time. It gets yep. you out of that rhythm, and you got to look at it. EC is so postseason experienced. I think those kids are used to it by now, just given the fact of, again, uh, they, they've been lucky. The Evansville schools have generally come their way the last mm-hmm. couple of years, but uh, there, there's a been there, done that mentality for the Trojans at this point. Finally, in 4A, if we reference the 6A Fort Wayne Championship, <laughs> the Evansville Championship is played in 4A. Memorial playing up from 3A against Central, who made the 4A Finals. So those teams, both state finalists last year, only one exits Friday night. I think Central's... Just got the experience. I think Central in that big class wins this game. I know uh, they've got two, and uh, Memorial has one loss, but I look at Central really to come out ahead here. In 3A, West Lafayette, Chittard, need we say more? No. Chittard hosting West Lafayette. Again, West Lafayette's going to put some points up. Can they stop Chittard? How many times can they stop Chittard? That's the question in that one. Southridge and Heritage Hills, again, Heritage Hills, lopsided win in the regular season matchup. We saw what happened last week against Gibson Southern. This game will be at Heritage Hills. But one thing that I look at here record-wise, Southridge uh, has really played well consistently all year long, and uh, they have not had that ebb and flow type of season. So I think this is going to be a well of a football game. All right, two games I want to point out in Class 2A. Rensselaer Central at Andrean. Again, the Bombers, it's been a few years. They've been state champs. Again, I – 
I think in the past when they played Andran, there's been maybe a larger intimidation factor. Bombers are pretty legit. They, they are, but Andran is still Andran, and the 59ers up north in that region area play a great schedule. This is going to be a, a, what I think is a nip and tuck game. You referenced Eastern at 11 and 0. They're taking on Eastbrook at 9 and 2. They have now won nine consecutive games. Is this where the road ends for the Comets? I don't I, – you know, you think back, and we talked about this at the beginning of the year, if you remember, who, who uh, Eastbrook took on first in Marion in the Delta right. and was 0-2, and we all said it's just Jeff Adamson playing up to get his kids ready. Well, now they're ready for a really good Eastern team. I think Jeff Adamson gets them. In 1A, two games to point out, North Decatur at Milan. That game can be seen on the ISC Sports Network, North Decatur – Won the uh, game in week either four or five of the season, 21 nothing. expected to be closer this time around uh, at played at Milan. And once again, we go to the Wabash River Athletic Conference after beating another good conference foe in Park, Her- uh, Park Heritage over Attica. Park Heritage goes to North Vermilion. North Vermilion won the regular season game in a shootout. I don't think anything different here. I Now, Better weather back then, sure. but this will be a little bit different, but I don't see anything different. North Vermillion, the runners-up in 1A a season ago to Pioneer. So just a handful of the great games you can see across the state of Indiana. 48 games to determine a sectional champion take place on Friday night. That's the game-by-game game breakdown. How about a recruiting breakdown? And for that, we kick it to Alan True from 24-7 Sports. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. Indianapolis Ben Davis Jr. Dalen Carnell is one of the state's top class of 2021 recruits, and he added another Power 5 offer recently when Michigan State came through with an offer. The Spartans now join Notre Dame, Indiana, Purdue, Boston College, and several more on his list. Six foot one and a half, 195 pounds, Carnell can play all over the field, but projects best right now into the defense backfield. Another of the state's top underclassmen who is picking up offers quickly is Center Grove's Caden Curry. Nearly 6 foot 5, 250 pounds with the versatility to play defensive end, defensive tackle, and even possibly be a collegiate long snapper, Curry recently picked up his first offer from Indiana, and then later on this week, Cincinnati became the second school to offer him a scholarship. East Noble's Bailey Parker is a versatile quarterback, athlete, defense back, whatever he's been needed at for his team the last few years. And he's also been excellent on the camp circuit. And he's beginning to be rewarded on the recruiting trail. Parker was offered a preferred walk-on by Indiana this week at six foot 285 pounds. He has the length and size to project to several positions if he indeed chooses the Hoosiers. And he also carries a 3.9 GPA in the classroom. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan Troop. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships, like this one, at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back. It is State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Intellectual University. Alongside the Baz, Bob Stambazzi, I'm Greg Rakestraw. Thank you so much for joining us. Our spotlight segment, four of the best performances across the state of Indiana, although we have a decidedly central Indiana feel amongst this group, <laughs> and we have a mid-state conference feel 
for the first two. A young man that I have called the tank, and I mean that from an affectionate standpoint, that would be Drew Byerly, because most quarterbacks aren't 6'3 and 230. He's a post player on the <laughs> basketball team. He's, a, he's the quarterback on the football team. Franklin has had their best season in generations. I'm not sure they get past New Pal on Friday, but in their victory against Seymour, he had three touchdowns, passing two touchdowns, rushing. The Grizzly Cubs play for a sectional final for the first time since 2006. It's been a great, it's been a great season in, in Johnson. I got to ask you, experience like you've got out there. You look at a young man like this, his size. What does he bring in his leadership skills? Not only athleticism, but his leadership skills as his team because they're playing so well. He's and he's basically been a four-year varsity player in, in basketball. You know, so so he has played. In, and my guess is three in football would would be my guess. Uh, and so there is there is a been there, done that mentality with that young man. Um, my, I'm not sure which way he's leaning as far as sports from the college level. I would guess he's a football player going forward, probably the small college level. They've got a wonderful program in his backyard at Franklin College if he wants to stay yeah, they home. Do. You're welcome, Mike Leonard, uh, if you're watching, uh, for that one. Uh, but uh, Drew's an outstanding athlete and a really good leader. Again, they'll be competitive with New Pal. It's a tough ass to get past him, but much like Whiteland. They'll give him a battle, I think, into the fourth quarter. Oliver Rao, his season ended for Greenwood, but not before he tossed a career-high five touchdown passes, tying a school record, run for 73, threw for 272. They gave East Central everything they could before the Trojans won in Greenwood 49-35. Special, special way to go out. I mean, seriously, just you give everything. As we say so yep. many times, leave it on the field. He left it on the field. Uh, and Greenwood got to East Central in the semi-state, I think, two years ago. So they, they knew it was going to be a tough task, but the Woodman battled uh, impressively well in that contest. Chandler Schubert of Danville. Probably haven't talked as much about Danville this year as we have in years gone. By then, the semi-state a couple of years ago, Chandler had 31 carries, 203 yards, Three touchdown runs in beating West Vigo. Danville will play Ritter in very much a toss-up game for a 3A sectional title uh, coming up on Friday night. And once again, up front, he has to have that support to be able to sustain because they have to have him really contribute if they're going to win. You know, we should have talked about Kai Johnson last week on the show from Traders Point. So what does he do to ensure we talk about him <laughs> this week? He has nine carries for 170 yards. Three of those go for touchdowns, all 20 yards or longer. He had a punt return for 60 yards, and he intercepted two passes. No need for anything else. Just talk about his on-field accomplishments. 19 carries, 359 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, four picks, two returns. That's his last two weeks. And Traders Point gets Central Catholic at home for the sectional final. In a nice whirlpool when he was done. Because Absolutely. a lot of hitting going on that body. I tell you, the muscles got to be sore. But when you have an athlete like this, you put him in positions to really step up, and that's what he did. And again, Trader's Point is a relatively new IHSA program, a chance to play for a sectional title against uh, the established powerhouse of single-A <laughs> football from years gone by. So there you go, some of our best performances of week two for some, week one for others of postseason play. Again, we've got one final segment left to go. Before we do that, though, let's say what's going to happen on State Champs Indiana that you can see on Fox Sports Indiana. It runs multiple times each week. It debuts every Sunday. And for more on this week's show, here's our buddy Lauren Plant. 
All right, thanks guys. Hey, we're doing our best to serve as a hub for a lot of Indiana high school football highlights. 22 games a week ago are all over our State Champs Indiana Facebook and YouTube channel. Obviously, the field has whittled down, but we still have 19 games from this week's sectional championships, including Westfield v. Carmel, that's the main event, West Lafayette v. Bishop Chatard, and Mississinawa versus Marion. We fit 19 games and cross-country finals coverage all in a half-hour TV program. You have to see it to believe it. State Champs airs Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Fox Sports Midwest. I'm on the Blue Devil football team, and that's a great place to be because other colleges wouldn't let me be both a football player and a nursing student. And just because I'm a dog on the field doesn't mean I can't take care of people. And man, do I love people. The small class size of LTU give me awesome access to my nursing professors. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Once again, welcome back for the final time on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Alongside Bob Stambazzi, I'm Greg Rakestraw. One more time, thank you, Mitch Early and Chris Landis, for your work behind the scenes to make this show happen each and every week. Baz, where are you going to be on Friday night? Well, we will be in Spikerville once again up there at uh, Northfield High School. Oh, Northfield. Okay. Northfield. Yeah. That's Spikerville. Yeah, Spikerville. There's I, a I flashing light right there. Trust I, me. I, I've been there. I've seen it. <laughs> There's one right there. But uh, they're going to take on the Flying Jets of Adams Central. If Norfield can play outside in, control their keys, set on their keys, they got an opportunity with this Adams Central speed. If not, it could be a long night for Norfield. And, again, this is – if you hang with Southwood, you can hang with Adams Central. Yeah. This is also where we point out South Adams and Adams Central not in the same sectional. Just, a, just the way the line was drawn this year, that would not be a matchup until – the regional, if it were to play out in that fashion. My game, I'll see the defending 6A champs yet again as Warren Central plays host to Lawrence North. And to give the ultimate illustration as to what the Mick was about this year, Lawrence North, I think, finished tied for seventh in the league. <laughs> and they were leading Warren Central with just over a minute left to play before the Warriors scored to get a victory in either Week 6 or Week 7 of the season. LN has not won a football sectional title since 1990. They got one of the best quarterback prospects in the state in Donovan McCauley. This game will be close. You can see it on the ISC Sports Network, on Comcast 81, and as well on my Indy TV 23 coming up on Friday night. Other games at State Champs Indiana Extra Point will focus on Westfield at Carmel, Decatur Central at Cathedral, West Lafayette at Chittard, Mississinawa at Marion. Enjoy your Friday night. Dress warmly, but go support your favorite team. For the Baz and all the guys behind the scenes, I'm Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for joining us, and we'll do it again next week.